Hey, hey, Gun. Hey, what up, Joe? What do you think America would look like today if Jeb won? <laughs> um, I'm going to say this, unfortunately, without a damn shred of irony, a better place. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, if there was any other circumstance other than the one that we have now, not would not be the case. But, unironically, I think Jeb would be a better president. Is that saying much? Yeah. Jeb is king. <laughs> That's my dude! That's my fucking dude right there, Jeb. Our first guest on the Gen and Jeb show... Will be Jeb Bush? Will be Jeb Bush. Yes! I think we could get him. I don't know, he's not doing anything. I'll Skype him in. Alright. I'll, I'll just... I got his phone number, dude. I'll text him and be like, Hey, Jeb! All hey, right. Jeb, it's Jeb! Tune in to next week's Cold Open where we talk with Jeb Bush. It's coming. It, it, just like his election win. <laughs> Is it podcast time? Welcome to the Gen and Jub Show. That's Gen. I'm Jub. We're both really angry. <laughs> you want to know why, podcast audience? Why are you talking like it's 60 minutes? You're very slow. Hi. I'm Walt. I don't know anybody from We watched the Rob Zombie Halloween movies and they're all fucking bullshit and they're Fuck. garbage and I hate them. I was trying to think of someone's name from 60 Minutes, and I couldn't. Andy Rooney? Yeah, that's one. Andy Rooney. <laughs> Did you ever notice that Rob Zombie's Halloween isn't as good as the first one? I miss the good old days when the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, we, we watched uh, both Rob Zombie Halloweens. If you are a regular listener, you remember last time when we watched two Halloween movies in a row, we threw out the rest of the show and just talked about the movies. We're doing that again. Yeah, last we are... week we talked about Resurrection. Uh, this week we talk about these two, cause, uh, we gotta get, we gotta get rolling here. Uh, we're literally probably, when we're recording this, gonna go see the new Halloween movie in, like, a couple days. Yeah, the new one comes out a couple days from when we're recording this. By the time you hear our thoughts on it, it will probably be out for, like, a week, which is fine, cause we're gonna spoil the fuck out of it and go into it. Yeah, so we'll give it... Through the weekend until the next Wednesday. I was thinking that could maybe be our big Halloweeny episode. We just talk about that, talk about all the movies, and uh, maybe give our definitive rankings. Oh, <laughs> I guess, man. Uh, and that maybe easy. maybe rank some other stuff. Maybe rank some general Halloween, not the series, but just general stuff like horror movies and things. I, I, yeah, talk about shit. Have a Halloween episode. Of I'm the Gannon and Jub show. I'm down with that. That'll be fun. Our Halloween special. We'll be like Roseanne, where every year we have a Halloween special. But hopefully not just like Roseanne <laughs> in every way. Oh, is that... Okay, so the Connors premiered, right? Is, Did is it? That, is that the Halloween special that Roseanne Barr died of an overdose? <laughs> She's a spooky ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Uh... I have no idea how they removed her, how they explain it. Did they? I, I think it. I think she dies of an overdose. Fucking really? Are you serious? I'm not 100%, but I think. Maybe maybe look that up before we just say that they did yeah, that. Yeah, 10, 10 to the kids. I'm going oh to look this up. 
I'm much much more interested in this than talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween me, Two. Me too. Let's just kill time, and then when it hits like an hour and a half, we haven't talked about it yet. We'll just end the episode. We'll just say they're bad and move on. Yeah. All right, that's fair. No, nah, you know what? I'm mad enough that I do want to talk about them, but I I am genuinely curious about this. Uh, while you look that up, uh, I don't know. What can I talk about, Justin? You could talk about how... Oh, man, sorry, John Goodman's still in this. Yeah, he's the good guy. He's a, he's a good... He's, he's, my, he's a good man. John Goodman. Let me scroll. Josby, come on, man. Where's the news? What's happening? What's happening with Roseanne, Josby? Just me, what's I'm, happening I'm with Roseanne? It, it's 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 a fucking article about it, so of course I have to scroll like so far into it. Well, they want you to read the whole article, right? Yeah, I mean I could talk about The Walking Dead. Would that make you do it faster? Speaking uh, of which, uh, no. speaking of which, on last week's episode, I uh, delved into my rankings of the seasons of Walking Dead. I assume we'll follow up on that in, in a future episode. We'll get to it eventually. There's no rush. Just like The Walking Dead, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I'll get you a second part at at some point. We'll get into the good, mostly, uh, seasons of that show, at least in my opinion. And by good, I mean sevens or eights out of ten, not yeah, yeah, like yeah. ten out of ten. Okay, so yeah, I was right. It's an opioid overdose. Really? Yep. So they, well, I guess her character on that show was well-liked. Right. So they didn't want to, you know... I guess, like, say that her character was shitty to write her off the show. They wanted her to die in a way that, like, I guess they could be like, man, what a tragedy or something like that. Something like that, I guess. Yeah. And they chose, I guess they chose, according to one of the writers, they chose an opioid overdose <laughs> because uh, it would, it's a grim and, like, real death. Sure. This is sitcom writing we're talking about here. It's not top-tier shit. Uh, it's not the top shelf, you know what I mean? No, and, and no one's asking it to be, but at the same time, I'm just... What a weird show to exist. It's like when you're when you're asking for the Jack Daniels, but you reach for the Southern Comfort. It's the same thing. <laughs> what a weird show to exist. Roseanne gets resurrected as a show. Gets right. a new season. She says racist shit in the middle of the season, but everybody else still just got a job again, so they make a new show without her, thereby removing, like, I guess the reason they brought it back. I see you shuffling peanuts you in your mouth. You know how interested I am in Roseanne? I'm going to eat these peanuts. I'm interested in the concept of bringing back a show and then it fucks up so hard that they just bring it back again? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense It's like because Roseanne fucked up. Speaking of reboots and fucking it up so hard, let's oh! get into the meat of the conversation here. Uh... Let's just talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween. The second of three movies called Halloween <laughs> that we will watch in this multi-part series. Alright, Halloween 2007. So if y'all saw, like, the two episodes ago, you know how I feel about Rob Zombie. I believe you've said it multiple episodes. Last episode, the episode, the before, episode that? before that, the episode before that. I think it's been an ongoing thing that you uh, you don't like this man. Yeah, I think he's a hack. I think that's a better estimation than hating the man. I, I don't know. I used to like Rob Zombie. 
I went to go see him in concert. Uh, I had a good time, but uh, that was in high school. And I, I will kind of say that I've grown out of really liking his music. You know, there's every now and then. Don't kid yourself. I'll be you, like, really, you really went to see Alice Cooper because they were playing together. This is very true. I you've love Alice been, Cooper. You've always been a giant Alice uh, Cooper And fan. so does Rob Zombie because uh, there was references to him in both of these movies. Uh, and I'll talk about him because I'll, any excuse <laughs> for me to talk about Alice Cooper, I'll do it. Uh, he's he's the man. Yeah. And, but, like, you know, it was a good double concert. It was very theatrical. It was very uh, spooky. Yeah, like the uh, spooky show. He likes to do sensory overload in his concerts. And uh, th- this this is the first two movies of his I've seen. I've never seen The Devil's Rejects or House of a Thousand Corpses. This is it. And he kind of approaches his movies in sort of the same way uh, as his concert-going experience and his music videos, and that there's a lot of shit going on. He kind of just throws a lot of shit at the wall and sees what sticks. And it doesn't always succeed, like with this movie, which is two movies, and uh, neither of neither of those ideas for movies work separately or together. They really don't work good together. No. No. Uh, well, you know, where do we even begin to talk about this bullshit? It's two separate movies because initially they were just going to remake Halloween. But Rob Zombie wanted to do some of his own shit. Which is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, make it your own. Because sure. make it your own because remaking something and just not changing a whole lot about it is boring. Like Psycho Remake? That literally changes nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, but Vince changes everything. <laughs> But, but Vince Vaughn! What a great choice. Ooh. Not even the worst actor in that movie. No, but it's the one that stands out the The most. girl is the worst in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, he's, no, Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates stands out. We're just, a, are you just a, avoiding talking about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we, we have for uh, quite some time now. It's been the last, man, there's only been ten minutes of me so trying instead, to avoid shit. So instead of just remaking Halloween, which, don't get me wrong, he still does in this movie. <laughs> oh, it's there's a good chunk of it that's the exact same. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. Uh, Rob Zombie gets the idea to delve into the origin of Michael Myers, go into his childhood. What was the day that drove him to kill his sister? Although in this, he makes him kill way more people than that. Uh, and the answer to that question uh, is not one I want answered, really, as a fan of Halloween. Halloween 1 goes into Michael Myers' backstory as much as I wanted. The original, John Carpenter's Halloween 1. Yeah. Uh, there's just, all we need to know is this little kid killed his sister. And we don't know why. And we don't care why. Because he's he's not a character. And I don't think he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a presence. He's the shape. I don't need to know his motivations i don't need to know that he was killing cats and hamsters before he graduated to killing people given all that uh i I think the child actor that plays michael myers in this actually does a pretty good job yeah as well as he could given the material uh yeah a lot of there's his name is i'm gonna butcher this because it's foreign dig Ferch. <laughs> Dag Ferch. <laughs> it's it's D A E G is his first name. 
Dag. Dag? And his last name is F-A-E-R-C-H. Too many A-E's in this name. Ferk. A-E. Or Ferk. Yeah, so they they kind of give us, uh, maybe. Not sure. Huh. What, are you going to look it up? Nope. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He, He did a fine job. Uh... It's literally the first half of the movie is backstory before we go, like, I want to say 15 or 20 years into the future when Michael Myers uh, turns from this little boy... It's 15 years, by the ...into way. Tyler Maine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Somehow, he hit a hell of a growth spurt. WWE superstar, Tyler Maine! Yeah, Sabretooth from X-Men 1. Whoo! Uh... But but the first I want to say hour, I don't know if there's a clear split between the halves, if you will. But uh, is just his childhood. Uh, we uh, he has a very fucked up home life. His stepdad is an asshole. His mom is a stripper. His sister sucks too, uh, and they're all mean to him. His mom's not. But but the stepdad certainly is to to comical lengths I would say yeah he he's like he's a very poorly written shitty character how do you make a guy shitty I don't know make him say transphobic <laughs> bullshit yeah you and, did it and lust after his uh, see they <laughs> I thought it was his daughter at first but then it's established that it's not it's the stepdad later right but at first I was like. Did he just, like, say that his daughter had a nice ass? Ew. How generically grody. Like, it was so, such lazy writing all throughout this movie. Like, when there's a shitty character in either of these movies that, and Rob Zombie wants to establish them as a shitty person, he wastes no time in just having them say the grossest, most poorly written garbage. Immediately. It's, it's literally comical. There was no thought put into it. So, Michael Myers also gets bullied at school. Uh, as it was pointed out to me by a friend of ours, the kid that bullies him is uh, the kid from Spy Kids. All grown up. Yeah, all grown up and a oh. dickhead. Oh my god, I know I saw that dumb hair somewhere. Right. What a fucking prick. He, he, uh, he, you know, we should have seen this coming. He stole from those skeletons and Spy Kids too, And, you know, it's, it's, it's the seeds planted of a not good kid. You got yourself a shitty fucking kid. Uh, he and bullies then, like, Michael. He started bullying kids when he got replaced by Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, I would too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, and then Michael kills him with a shovel. Uh... The darkness has taken hold of Michael. No, it's actually not even that interesting. He just kills people now. He's not... There's nothing really mysterious about Michael in this one, I would say. It's kind of just like a psychotic break happened and he kills people. Here we are. Yeah. And it kind of kills any, you know, like, spoiler alert, when Michael doesn't die in this movie, it doesn't make any sense. Because it's not really ever established that he's superhuman or otherworldly or spooky like he is easily established in john carpenter's halloween and halloween 2 well not john carpenter's halloween 2 but you know what i mean 
Yeah. Other director, Nick Rosenthal, the great director of Halloween Resurrection. Did a great job with two. He did. Uh, which is something you can't say about Rob Zombie in a bit. Uh, no. Nope. Uh, uh, but uh, so obviously, uh, so he goes to greater lengths than this one. He uh, in his clown outfit, he kills at his house. Uh, not only his sister, who didn't take him trick or treating, bitch, she deserved to die. Uh, but he also kills her boyfriend, who was trying to fuck her, and did fuck her, I think. Yeah, they fucked. Uh, I I think I called him Mega Death while we were watching it because he looked like grungy eighties. You boy. asked me, is he more of a Mega Death guy or a Metallica guy? I that, said that. I said yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, he's a Mega Death guy because that dude's a fucking nerd. Sure. Uh, kills his stepdad, uh, and then the mom comes home and is like, "Oh my god, this is this is uh, this is not good." <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a quote. Right uh, goes to uh goes to a mental hospital to stay for the rest of his life as we get uh. Basically, kind of just an extended, overarching montage of uh, Michael Myers being treated by Doctor Loomis and uh, his mom visiting him, and then he becomes obsessed with masks and uh, keeps making paper mache masks for himself to uh, hide behind. And he becomes less responsive as the days go on, until eventually he won't speak at all. And then Loomis is like, "Well." At this point, I don't know what to do with you, Michael. Uh, later. I'm not treating you anymore. And he leaves. Uh, we also get introduced to uh, the janitor, who is played by Machete himself. Yeah! <laughs> Danny Trejo. My man. Uh, who is all like, don't let the walls get you down, Mikey, and shit like that. It's great. Which is stupid. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. One of the only things I loved about this movie. Some new janitors start, and he's like, hey, I got three months of retirement. I don't need your shit, because they're assholes. You know, well-written assholes, just like all the other assholes. Yeah, everybody's an asshole in this movie, besides Danny Trejo. He was nice. Um, And then, of course, the inevitable happens. Michael escapes. But the way he escapes is dumb. Uh, These two new janitor mans, or this janitor man and his friend that he invites, uh, they take another patient at the hospital, a woman, Bring her into Michael's room and uh, make fun of Michael while raping her in a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah, just just had to put it in there. Sure. Just had to be a rape scene. Uh, this is apparently maybe not in the theatrical cut. We watched the uh, director's cut. Uh, and this is a good time to get into this. Uh, this movie leaked early. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a big that. leak. Uh I think a couple other movies, like A Hostile Part 2, another gem of a film, uh, leaked around the same time. And uh, Eli Roth, I believe, complained heavily uh, that the leak hurt the sales, the ticket sales of his movie. It might have also hurt it being Hostile Part 2. You know, I'm not going to... Because, nah, guess, I really you know, see that. it didn't impact Halloween. Halloween uh, made a shit, made like $80 million at the box office, did pretty well for itself. Uh... I think at the time it was the highest grossing Halloween movie ever. I say at the time because Halloween 2 made half that much. It, it didn't best it. But this new one coming out in 2018 will probably pass $80 million, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of good buzz on it, and there's a lot of... I'm seeing previews for it all all over the place. They're, they're advertising the hell out of it. They know what they got on their hands. They're, they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know... 
that movie was a success despite the fact that it leaked early. Uh, but apparently that leak was an early print of the movie. It had the rape scene in it. Uh, and that was a version that they used for test screenings. Uh, and they took the rape scene out. Oh, I wonder Because why. it was grody, probably. Uh, but then Rob Zombie, being uh, the auteur that he is, <laughs> decided for the director's cut to put it back in. Uh, I don't think I'm wrong with that story. I think that's that's all that there is to it. Uh, I don't know how he escapes in the theatrical cut then, but who cares? He gets out. He kills the two rapists. Don't know what happens to the girl. Uh, and then he kills uh, Danny Trejo. Rest in peace. That scene was kind of comical because he was like drowning him in water and he was like, I was good to you, Mikey. I was good to you. And then he just dies. <laughs> Smashes him with the TV. That's true. Yeah. That's that death scene took forever because he I thought he was just gonna drown him, but no, he had to smash his head with a TV too. Yeah. And then he goes on his way to Hanfield, and then we get movie two. Here we are in movie two. I guess. Unless movie two already started. The second half. The Halloween remake part of it. Yeah, it, it, I guess this is the beginning of it, because you know, he escapes from the asylum. Dr. Loomis finds out and he's like, Oh fuck, he's going to Haddonfield later. Goes to Haddonfield. Uh yeah, that is like the story beats from this point to, like, for a while are the exact same as the first movie. Yes. Uh, the exact same. It's rather weird because our main character is Lori still, but we did not get introduced to her until an hour into this movie. Because it's two movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything is exactly the same. We get introduced to Lori and her parents and her two friends, and they talk about boys... Uh, more vulgar dialogue than the 70s, of course. They try to modernize it a bit. Uh, the kids that she's babysitting. The sheriff, who's the father of the one girl, Annie. Uh, interesting to note, Annie is played by, uh, Jamie Lloyd. Not her, not her name. Uh, (laughs) but that was, uh, that was the, the name of the girl she played. Danielle Harris, I yeah. think is what I'm thinking of. Uh, he played the little girl, Jamie Lloyd, in Halloween 4 and 5, uh, who did really good in those movies. She does okay here, too. Uh, she's all right. Uh, Honestly, as far as like acting quality does, she's probably the best. Uh, I don't think Lori is bad. She's okay. Uh, her name is uh, Scout Taylor Compton, which is like three last names. Uh, yeah it's rather strange uh and uh also i guess we declined to mention uh dr loomis is played by malcolm mcdowell which uh is pretty good he's okay uh he's not doing a whole lot different in this movie than what we got with donald pleasance he's kind of just the same old loomis there's not a whole lot different they gave him a bit more of a laid-back hippie look at first and then he just ends up looking just like yeah. what I would expect Dr. Loomis to look like by the time we're in the Halloween 1 portion. Uh, Michael just sets about killing everybody close to Lori, both of her friends, her parents, in uh, way more grisly death scenes than you would anticipate, uh, and some that are just straight up the scenes from Halloween 1. We get the, the boyfriend in the sheet, and we get him stabbed to the wall, and then we get Michael in the sheet, and then he kills the other girl, and blah, 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 blah. You know it all already. Yeah, much more nudity. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I believe both of Lori's friends... Were naked when they got... Have sex, and then get killed naked. 
Right. Which is dumb. Uh, there's not really a real need for it other than, you know, it's, it's strange. Rob Zombie has this obvious high regard for horror camp, but he also has a high regard for grindhouse horror camp. And Halloween isn't that. It's a slasher movie, but it's, you know, the original slasher movie. It's always more subtle. It's definitely more subtle. The original was, at least. Halloween 2 is not more subtle. No, but it didn't have this amount of gore and sex. It had some. It had some. Uh, I think some of that was brought on by the success of Friday the 13th. By the time Uh, Halloween 2 came out. Those were getting popular, so they were like, we gotta put some tits and gore in the movie, and they were like, alright, uh, there's a way to do it, because <laughs> Michael kills people, so. Uh, and I'm not opposed to that, I'm just, it's like sleazy, the way Rob Zombie does it, as opposed to some of the other movies we watched here. Like, even how, like, Halloween 3 has some grisly, horrific shit in it, but it's presented in a way that isn't like grindhousey and sleazy you know what i mean right no no I it's agree. presented as like whoa that was fucked up and successful at doing so at, at, at no point it kind of just removes the it's like it was any realism it could possibly it have for boring me. gore yeah i would say so and gore can be boring and it usually is when rob zombie does it i would definitely say so uh anybody seen how thousand corpses you know what i mean is there a thousand corpses in that movie no maybe is there a house yeah okay definitely a house I was wondering. <laughs> Might have a thousand corpses in it. All right. It's all. It also has a lot of not good in it. Yeah. I, I, there's a character in that movie named Doctor Satan. Am I right? Yes. That's funny. Movie's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> back to Halloween. Apparently, every time I start talking, it's not about this movie. That's. Funny. I guess I should say something. What, Jusby? What are you gonna say? How about you? T- how about you walk me through uh, what we end up with in this movie here? Okay. So know? the best way I could describe this movie is from this point forward it is pretty much beat for beat halloween one except here's the differences it's uh-huh. more gory there's more tits it's less interesting michael myers is taller michael myers is a fucking behemoth that's because he's played by a wwe wrestler tyler Maine. yeah he uh he he does a good job of being an imposing figure i'll give right. him that yeah i don't really picture michael myers as a fucking Beefcake, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I liked him. I liked him in the original, where he's just like a dude. I think he sticks to the shadows better in other movies. You know, when he's like a more sleek creep than this fucking superhuman. He and and they use that in this movie too. Like he's breaking down shit. He's crushing through walls a, a lot in this movie. He doesn't use doorknobs. He just goes through the doors. Yeah. Uh. He just kills with the force of, like, five men like he's a superhero. Uh, It's fucking insanity. He doesn't even need the knife. He doesn't need any knife. He could just kill people with his hands. He could just punch through them if he wanted to. He's able to punch through walls. Why can't he just punch people's heads off at this point? (laughs) Fuck it. He stomped somebody's head to, like, dust in the second one. That's true. But But uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay, so... It's beat for beat, the first one, all the way up to a specific point. And it's pretty much the point where Lori retreats to her house with the kids. This is where it changes. Instead of her making the kids run for the cops, 
They are in the house with her. Huh. Yeah. Then, uh, then the police actually show up to where Lori is babysitting. They... And Michael Myers shows up and kills the police, so that actually doesn't change that much, does it? Uh, no, not really. And then he, then he takes Lori. Yeah, this part is different. This is where it changes. Uh, because from our backstory, we don't necessarily know if Michael Myers wants to kill her. Yeah. He might just, you know, he knows that it's his baby sister, one of the few people that didn't die, even after killing everybody in the previous half of the movie he just said happy halloween to her and then just went about his business uh he loves his little sister because she was an innocent in the whole affair it wasn't somebody who pissed him off although i guess several people that he killed were innocents in the affair yeah Uh, but, but fuck it whatever logic doesn't apply here nope uh he might not necessarily want to kill her but she doesn't know what's happening she doesn't recognize him as her brother because she doesn't even know that she's a Myers because she was adopted. Uh, so she's just kind of confused and then just takes the earliest uh, point that she can to stab Michael and run away in an extended sequence in the house where it gets to comedic levels where he's like crashing through the ceiling at her. Yeah, before that. Over and over. Oh, yeah, he, no, that was the after. Up, yeah, she yeah, wakes right. up in the basement. Of the Myers house, and he's got good old his mom's gravestone, and her laying there. It's either his mom or his sister's gravestone. I think it's in the previous films when he took the gravestone, it was the sisters. But he never killed his mom; she killed herself. Yeah. I don't know if we established that <laughs> she kills herself. The reason I'm referring this is because of something in the second movie. Yeah, but uh. I also, either in four or five, he takes the gravestone. Actually, no, no, well. it is the mother's gravestone because remember, that would make sense. The graveyard scene in this one is them talking about the mother, yeah. not about the sister. Yeah, yeah. So it's the mother's gravestone. Yeah. Anyway, right. that's a little difference there. Then uh, she wakes up. And Michael goes up to her. Look at this little picture of us. Uh huh. She's like, I don't know who that is, and he like, get it because he says nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then she like, who are you? And then he's like, I'm Michael Myers. And then... He doesn't say that. <laughs> and she's like, let me go. And he's like... he yeah, This is the extent... I get it. Uh, I guess the reason he's silent is sort of explained in this movie because he just shuts down emotionally. He like degrades. But like, I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't jive with the first half of the movie where he was like, kind of had charisma not really but you know what i mean like he 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 talked he joked uh and then it got worse and then it got worse and worse and worse i guess and and like you know that's that might be a realistic way of looking at it but this character isn't a realistic character especially when he's a superhuman behemoth killing machine (laughs) i'm not sure trying to make it realistic though and you try to add like some kind of level of sympathy for michael yeah and uh guess what fellas it didn't fucking work no. Good job, Robert. Anyway. Robert Zombie. <laughs> Robert Zimbabwe. Oh, man. Uh, she runs away from him. Loomis shows up. Uh, she falls in the pool, right, with Michael down there? Yeah, okay. So, the Myers house, right? 
Yeah. Little rundown, little shitty, hillbilly-ish style house. I mean, it's, yeah. It was the a, whole time. They had an in-ground pool? You know what? You're right. Inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> they had a big-ass pool for a poor-ass family that was, like, hillbilly as hell. Whatever. They have a pool. She falls in it with Michael. Uh, Michael is uh, starts to get up as Loomis appears. He's like, it's all right. Come on with me. But then Michael starts to get up, so he shoots him a bunch. Four times. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes away with her. And I think this is where the movie's going to end. But it doesn't. Everybody thinks the movie's going to end. Uh, this is where the first Halloween Instead, ended, as he's talking to her in the cop car. They do the iconic line. Yeah. Is that Which your one? boogeyman? Oh, and he was like, I'm afraid he was. Actually, I believe it was, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then Michael crashes through the fucking window and tries to get her and fucks Loomis up and then they go back into the house and then she's crawling through the rafters and he's slamming the board at her for like five years. <laughs> it boom, dragged. Boom, 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 The boom. entire scene in the house dragged. It's just cat and mouse shit. Eventually she gets out. Eventually she gets Loomis's gun. She's all fucked up. She's all bloody. Eventually she gets out and then she, uh, Michael is collapsed. I guess, that, yeah, no, they both fall out of the top because he tackles her out out the back yeah but she's able to get up she's able to get on top of him and she uh she's screaming she's covered in blood completely covered in blood and then shoots him in the goddamn head as she screams and the scream echoes her cries as a baby from the original and that's how the movie ends written and directed by rob zombie and uh it wasn't very good no bad movie it uh it it has some interesting ideas, but it's not necessarily how I would go about it or how I would want to go about it. Uh, not necessarily could. anything interesting. I think it demystifies Michael Myers quite a bit, making him less interesting. The best way I could explain this movie is, like, it feels like it was written by a couple dudes who were at, like, an ICP festival, and then, like, they were really fucking high... And they sat down in a tent together and, like, let's remake Halloween. Like, yeah, man. And they fucking wrote it while drinking orange fango. fago. <laughs> and then... It was written by ICP? Is that what you're saying? No, fans of ICP. Yeah. Who were really What's high. What's the difference, mate? Oh. Oh. Anyway, then... That movie sucks, right? Let's, uh, let's go into some... Trivia. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lay it on me. Rob Zombie, I don't think, wants to make a second one. Uh, Sargon of Akkad's son, who is producing these now. I don't know if it's his son, but it's still Akkad. Yeah. It's not Sargon of Akkad either. We never no. got this right one, one we time. We made that joke. And we've ran with it. Every single time. And we just call him Sargon of Akkad. Uh, he doesn't know if he wants to come back to do the second one. Their initial ideas for the second one are maybe a more conventional sequel. Uh, Rob, uh, gets to do it when they say, you are, you know what, go ahead, Rob. You can do whatever you want. For the sequel, you can do whatever you want. And then he comes back to do it. Why? What'd you tell Rob Zombie? He could do whatever he wants. <laughs> Granted, he kind of did that in the first one. But in the second one, he goes all out. Rob Zombie whips his dick out. Puts it on the table, 
and it's the movie. <laughs> Uh, another thing I would like to note, uh, in response to both of these, there was a mini feud between John Carpenter and Rob Zombie. Mini, not not anything crazy. Oh, was John Carpenter like, "Hey, you're ruining my fucking movie"? Not not in so many words. Rob but, was like, "Hey, don't worry about it, man." Is that how he talks? Yeah. No, it's more like, "Dad, I am the one." Uh, no, I'm uh, all right. He, uh, so... Fuck you, John! When Rob gets the, gets the, uh, go-ahead to make the first one, he decides to call John Carpenter. They don't tell him he has to, or anything, but he wants to, because he wants to tell John Carpenter that he's making it. And John Carpenter says, hey man, make it your own thing. I already made my movie, and I made it how I wanted to make it, so you make the movie however you want to make it. And Rob Zombie's like, okay, cool, thank you. Eventually some... Where down the line, Rob Zombie, uh, I guess, does an interview, uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, this information I'm going off of from a John Carpenter interview that I watched earlier. Rob Zombie does an interview for, I think, the biography channel or show or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah does yeah. a special on the original Halloween, and then they do a segment on Rob Zombie's Halloween because it was about to come out, I'm pretty sure. And Carpenter does an interview for it as well because he's like, oh, cool, biography. Uh, he even makes a joke because he was like, I was all excited to do it because, oh, cool, biography. And then I saw they did one on Caddyshack. I think that's the quote that he said. He was like, that was lame. <laughs> but uh, nice burn on a, another movie that is beloved by everyone. Oops. Oh. Oh, well. I don't know. I don't have I don't have a place in my heart for Caddyshack or anything. I'm just saying. No, but it's rather enjoyable. More enjoyable than these movies. For sure. Uh, and uh, at some point, uh, Rob Zombie says that uh, John Carpenter was cold to him. And didn't really respond well. And Carpenter is taken aback by this. Because he's like, I wasn't cold. All I literally said was, hey man, make your own movie. And uh, just make it your own, man. Do whatever you want. And he's like, I don't know why he lied. Like, what the fuck? Why would he lie? <laughs> and then, uh... Interesting enough. Eventually down the line, they, uh... Bury the hatchet, or whatever. But, like... He they called buried, him. A, he called him a son of a bitch before that. They bury the giant kitchen knife. And he also, uh, yeah, that was dumb. No, no, no. Like, you said bury the hatchet. Yeah. They bury the giant. Kitchen no, knife. yeah. I'm saying that was dumb because in the first movie, Michael buried his oh, knife. Oh yeah, that's right. Under the floorboards of his house, along with the mask. Now I'll give you the mask. I'll give you the mask. He hides the mask. Whatever. He comes back to the house to get the mask. But he comes back to get his favorite knife. Are you fucking kidding me? Michael, steal another knife. That knife is probably rusted and ruined. Get another knife, man. I mean, it probably doesn't matter because he's a giant behemoth. And just you don't even need people. the knife. Just kill people with your hands just, that are the size of mallets. Why don't you just go around and poke everybody with that knife? They'll just get tetanus and die. And then uh, Carpenter was asked what he thought about uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. And he said he didn't like it. <laughs> hey. He uh he didn't uh, understand uh, going into the character of Michael made him less mysterious, and he also was like I don't know why he was so big either. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I just wanted to bring that up because it's interesting how like to compare and contrast these two different reboots of the franchise here that we have now, because we have the Rob Zombie ones and then we have the the one coming out soon. Which is a sequel to the original, but I digress. It's still a reboot of the franchise in general. It's called Halloween again. 
Rob's, uh, you know, Carpenter's a lot more hands-on this time. He, uh, chose the direction that he thought was best. And he had no real say in what Rob Zombie did, but he didn't want to have a say. But it's interesting to note that, like, maybe that influenced him a bit to be a little more hands-on and a little more of an overseer with this new one. Because when you let Rob Zombie <laughs> just do whatever the fuck he wants with your franchise, you get Halloween 2. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, just be... What, what is Halloween 2 about? Oh, Because um, I actually don't know after watching it. <laughs> it's an, it's about how much of an abomination this this idea for a film was. Good job, Bobbert Zombaboo. Bobbert Zombaboo. You did a great job, Dick Zomb. Dick Zomb. Dick Zomb. Dick Zomb. Rob. Real Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hate it. I hate him. I hate this movie. <sighs> Let's get into it. Something we didn't really talk about. Sherry Moon Zombie plays Michael's mother, who killed herself in the first one. She's bad. She's a bad actress. She's not good. <laughs> I did not like her at all. She's in all of his movies. She's in this one, too. And this is why I wanted to bring it up, because she's dead. And he found a way to make her integral to the plot in this movie. Bullshit. Fuck you, Robert Zombie. In, in, in integral to the what? Plot has nine million quotation marks around yeah. it. What plot? The plot of this movie is that violence is bad, makes you turn into a psychopath, regardless of whether you are perpetuating the violence or a victim of it. Either way, you go crazy, so I guess that's just life. Just fucking, just fuck, fuck it. That's the plot of this movie. All right, so let's kick off what happens to Halloween 2. All right. So it goes, right after the things happen, Lori Strode's walking down the street all bloodied up with the magnum in her hand. Yeah. She's all fucked up. And then good old copper man pulls up. Where's Brad Dorf. Yeah, uh, the sheriff. The voice of Chucky himself is the sheriff. One of the only side characters who isn't a complete fucking asshole in these movies. Like He's a cool guy. He's anyway, all right. You get Lori like, get in the car, bitch. Does not they, say that. He's not actually Chucky he, the doll. And then he takes her to the hospital. And then they're all like, man, this bitch is fucked up. Yeah. So they go ahead and fix her all up. Uh, also, it's established that uh, Annie is alive. Uh, she got fucked up by Michael Myers, but they give her extensive plastic surgery. And she's all right. That's good, and that's established. She's at the hospital. And so is Lori. And then a bunch of crazy shit happens as Michael attacks the hospital. Yeah, and it seemed, so at first this is like, your, your initial thoughts are, man, he's, he's really doing the Halloween 2 thing now. Yeah, it was literally kind of just like a butchered up version of Halloween 2. It was this going really quick. Part. And yeah, really and, and quick. It, it makes you wonder, damn, why is this going real quick? Well, it's going real quick because Rob Zombie decided to waste like 20 minutes of your time in a dream sequence. To subvert your expectations. Oh, Ryan Johnson directed this movie? I wish. And I don't, I don't say that often oh, anymore. Man. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it was a really long, overly long segment, obviously, because we eventually find out it's fake. Uh, it's not framed as fake, really. There was a couple things that might have been a hint, like the big giant pile of bodies. But even then, I thought that that was just, like, part of it. Like, admittedly dumb. Like, what, did Michael pile up all those bodies? 
Yeah, but or like, what? But see, after watching the first one, none of us would be surprised. Sure, sure, sure. Thing. Yeah, or watching anything from Rob Zombie, none of us would be surprised. Right. There's even in- entire side characters in this that I guess Lori imagined in her dream. Like the security guard and the nurse. The, the, they might have been people she all met at her time in the hospital. Maybe. Because what happens is she wakes up from a nightmare and it's like, oh, she's been, it's been two years already. Uh-huh. She's living with the sheriff and her friend. Uh, the sheriff is her friend's dad. Right. Uh, I guess they took her in because her, fa- her family dead. All of them. Yeah. Oops. They were, they were nice folks, but they're dead now. Rest in peace, Dust Roads. Uh, and she's, uh, she's going through some crazy times. She's having the progressive psychiatric breakdown, which, I mean, is pretty realistic. You, you don't come out of, you don't come out of watching somebody butcher everybody you know, like, unscathed. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be a little nutty. Yeah. I get it, but the degree that it's taken to in this movie is a little much... I would say. It's drawn out, like it's everything else out. he does in this um, movie. It's important to note at this point that there are two different cuts of this movie. And it's weird that there are. Because Rob Zombie was told he could do whatever he wanted. So there's not really a reason that the theatrical cut isn't like the director's cut. Uh, the director's cut doesn't add any gore or nudity. That's all in the movie no matter what. Okay. The director's cut just changes some things. The director's cut's what we watched, just to clarify. Because that's what came with the Halloween Blu-ray set that I bought. Came with the theatrical cut of six, but the director's cut of the the Rob Zombie remakes. Weird. Anyway. For some reason, the theatrical cut does not focus as heavily on Lori's psychological breakdown. There's several scenes removed. Uh, that make her less of a psychotic person. I feel like that would be a detriment to the movie because it would make a lot of it not make as much sense. Her eventual freak out over finding out who she is makes sense given all the scenes we saw previously. Right. That's uh, the part of the movie that's not so awful. Yeah, I would say so. Everything having to deal with, with Lori, like Lori's PTSD and like the how she's trying to survive and struggle with everything... That all seemed perfectly fine to me. Scout Taylor Compton does a does a pretty okay job with this material, right? Given how kind of whatever the writing is, it's like her home life struggling. She's just going out with her friends who are weird and her emo. Aste- her aesthetic now is strange. She's like grungy, but like I think it's the '80s still. But like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what time period this movie takes place Me neither, it doesn't say. She has her her bathroom with a giant poster of Alice Cooper in it. Uh, And also a smaller little postcard of Jesus. And uh, that represents how much I care about both of those as entities. Yeah! (laughs) Ooh, tips fedora. (laughs) Um... And, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, spooky crap in her room. There's a big, giant portrait of Charles Manson. Uh, which I think is strange. 
Because she was almost killed by a serial killer. Yeah, she was a victim of a serial killer. Like, all of her family and friends were victims of a serial killer. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go like, you know what I need on my wall? Charles Manson. Another vicious killer. You know who needs a photo of Charles Manson on his wall? Michael Myers. Rob Zombie! Oh, he probably does have that. That's why it's in the fucking movie! Man, uh, I really like that Manson guy! There are multiple connections to Manson in this movie, actually. Not just, like, you know... The serial killer vibe and the actual poster to him. But, uh... The the portrayal of Loomis in this movie... Uh... Was inspired by... Uh... A lawyer? I guess? For Charles Manson? Uh... I'll go scroll to it as you tell me about uh, how they portray Loomis in this movie. Loomis becomes a big ol' cock-sucking dicky dick. And he was already kind of a dick in the first one. Uh, I wouldn't say that. He, he seemed like the Loomis from Halloween. If he decided to sell a book and make money off of... Yeah, in the second troubles. one. In the second one, yeah. In the first one, too. I guess that's true. But at that point, there wasn't, you know, a cavalcade of victims, which there is now. Right. Now there's a shit ton because he escaped... If he was just the psychiatrist and he made a book about it before he escaped and killed several more people, I could kind of understand him making a book. Yeah, about yeah, it's, it's nowhere near. At that, that point, he's still like the like this kid is pure evil, Loomis, that we know from the previous films played by Donald Pleasance. Here, he turns into a completely different character, and I didn't like it. at he's all. He's a giant dickhead. He bubbles, he makes another book. And that, he, he reveals Lori Strode's fucking buyer's sister. Yeah, she didn't know been, that. It's been getting kept a secret by the sheriff this whole time to protect her. And then when the book comes out, Lori finds out by reading it, and uh, the sheriff finds out by reading it, and he's like, fuck that asshole. And I agree. Uh, that is some catastrophic information that's going to ruin lives, as his uh, second-in-command uh, secretary lady points out. Who, he's a real dick to in this movie he kind literally says he literally says he would like beat her or something at one point yeah, yeah, yeah uh what a fucking dick i believe she's played by uh margot kidder most famous as lois lane in the christopher reeves superman movies oh. uh she does a good job of uh being uh i think realistically pissed off at loomis throughout the entire movie oh she is as we sure. all should be yeah, uh, which em. leads me to an interesting, weird set of cameos as Loomis goes on a talk show hosted by Chris Hardwick. And the other guest is Weird Al Yankovic. Bless. And Loomis gets fucking roasted by these two <laughs> in possibly my favorite scene from the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, because he deserved the roasting. It made him rethink himself and maybe uh, change his character a bit. Because he's like kind of finally looks inward and sees that he's an asshole in that moment because he got roasted on live television. Uh, and Weird Al Yankovic is a, is a delight as always. He, I love that everything man. Everything that he does and that he's in, he's great. Chris Hardwick has some uh, sketchy allegations, but I also do like Chris Hardwick. Uh, I won't comment on that, but like, you know, he, he can be funny. He's been funny in the past no, before he, he was a shill I'm for sure The Walking be, Dead. Uh, I'm sure you could be a really funny guy from the pit. <laughs> He'll have to do his comedy from the pit now. Yeah, a lot of people got to do their comedy for the, I, I from the pit. I did appreciate him a lot more uh, before he was a shill for The Walking Dead, because that's that's uh, that's what he does now. That's about it. 
He doesn't do uh doesn't do stand up. He doesn't do funny stuff. He did own the Nerdist for a while. Yeah, I did like they his. They kicked him out. Uh, they didn't kick him out. I thought they kicked him out. Uh, no, he wasn't. They didn't kick him out over the allegations and shit. If that's no, what no, but they kicked to. him out. I don't know if they did. I think he just went on to other stuff because he became more of a host on television shows. He had that NBC show for a while. He had that Comedy Central show for a while. I think he just left the Nerdist, as which is a podcasting company and news company to bigger and better paychecks is what I think happened. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, talk to past those Doesn't cameos. matter for this movie. This back is before the, he was famous anyway. Back to the goddamn movie. Uh, so, oh, well, what I was up? trying to lead up to with oh. that was uh, Rob Zombie uh, explained that he tried to channel Vincent Bugalosi, a lawyer who prosecuted Charles Manson and then wrote a book about it about Loomis's character for the sequel, noting that he wanted Loomis to seem more ridiculous this time. Uh, so just as a dumb reference, he completely ruined the character of Loomis. Hey, just wanted to, you know... He just wanted to ruin a, the character. Wanted to make a Manson reference. Thanks, zombie. I got you, fam. Yeah. Now anyway, back to the plot. In quotation marks. Oh, Halloween too. Oh, God. Uh, what the fuck else happens? Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about the horse. Let's talk about the horse. Da-da, there da-da, is horse. imagery of fucking white horse throughout this entire movie. There's also really trippy segments where Meyer's mom is just there. It's Meyer's mom, a white horse that she's leading, and a young Myers who isn't played by the one from the first one, which is dumb. Yeah, it's like bring really back the, Bring back Oogie Oogie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> bring back Rudger Hauer. He did a great job <laughs> as Michael Myers in the first one. Uh, he Yeah, like, the kid in this one wasn't as good. He looked more innocent. Like, that kid looked like a fucking, like, serial killer in the making. Right. He had the look. The second kid doesn't. I don't know why he recast. Maybe that kid didn't want to come back? It's possible. I wouldn't. It's Rob how Zombie. Many, how many years after was Halloween 2? It was only like two or three. The kid would have still looked young. They could have did it. Or yeah. they could have just not because the whole notion of these psychological visions or ghosts or whatever they were is pure nonsense and I hate it. It's the worst part of the movie. The worst aspect of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's garbage. It, it also, again, makes Michael less mysterious and less interesting because he's being told what to do by Ghost Mom. He's being led to Haddonfield. She's like, it's not time yet, honey. You gotta wait for Halloween and we'll bring the family back together. We gotta go get Angel, honey. And all this fucking bullshit. And then it's like, Lori can see him too, which doesn't make any sense uh, unless they're like ghosts, but they're not... No, they're not is there ghosts. a psychic family connection? Is that that goes unexplained? I feel like I'm having deja vu. Is this Halloween Five again? Get yeah! the fuck out of here with this bullshit! You fucking artsy fartsy trying too hard dream sequence bullshit is the worst part of this movie, Robert. Wow, I think you just explained the entirety of Rob Zombie's repertoire. Possibly, I don't know about dream sequence. But it, uh, it was it was obnoxious. It was like some Tim Burton ass shit. It didn't really jive with the fucking grindhouse gore porn that the rest of this movie is. Maybe you know it was almost like nice to see it at times because it wasn't the gore porn aspect of the movie that was so 
tired by the time we got to the finale. Michael kills so many people needlessly throughout this movie. So many, so and many like, throwaway, and it's so funny one note characters that he just murders viciously in this gore porn. He stopped. It's annoying. In this movie, he completely stopped bothering to do like any kind of fake outs or anything like that. If you saw a side character like doing something, he was about to get killed by Michael. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Uh, just anybody. He goes to this strip club that his mom used to work at in the first one. Uh, we meet the owner who uh, fucks old... a girl and he kills them and he kills their, you know, worker who's a dickhead. They're all dickheads. He kills all those dickheads. Uh, he kills both of Lori's new friends uh, that work at the weed store. I don't even know what the fuck that it was, was supposed to be. Shop. I guess. Uh, it was called Uncle Meat's Haberdashery or something. Uh, unnecessary because none of those... none of That character didn't come back again. Uh, that was just their boss. Whatever. Uh, there's this big... Like, you know, after Lori finds out that she's Michael's sister, she's, you know, goes on a tear, runs away from home, and goes see her friends. And she tells them about it, and then she's like, fuck it, just fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, I want to go get fucking drunk and go to the Halloween party. And they're like, okay, and they go. And then we get this extended, unnecessarily long Halloween party segment that goes on forever. And there's a lot of fun visuals, and it's a fun time, and the music is silly, and it's, it feels like Rob Zombie concert, except the music's not the same. But, like, visually... It kind of did because there was lots of tits and generic spooky shit and just like images from horror movies and stuff felt very Rob Zombie, overly Rob Zombie to the point where like Rob Zombie was too much Rob Zombie. Uh, was like any Rob Zombie. I get you. I get it, Jusby. Uh, eventually, uh, one of Lori's friends, uh, I didn't bother to remember their names, uh, goes for a fuck with uh, a wolf man virgin boy <laughs> and uh they get killed by michael and then Lori's seeing visions of the fucking ghost mom and then eventually finds her other friend and she's like all right let's get out of here let's go let's go to your and and then they go back to her house which michael has already visited and uh already killed annie uh who survived being murdered by michael in the first one just to get killed by michael in the second one that feels like a what four, a waste. five, six trope. Yeah. Yeah. Except bring, they waited till the end of the movie to kill her. Bring Lori back for which a is second preferable. Bring the one girl back for a second and five. Bring the other girl back for a second and six. You were referring to Rachel in five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bad. <laughs> She's dead. They find her dead body. They're like, ah, Michael Dare. Call the cops. Too late. Michael Dare. Kill, killed a girl. Chase after Lori. Ah, she run into woods. Ah, Michael chase after her. Then, uh, then the sheriff show up to the house. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> and they like, and like his, I liked, I liked his acting in that scene. He like, did like a He does a good reaction. job. He seems distraught. And then, uh. And then they ruined it. They ruined it by playing like some weird like highlight reel shit of like childhood footage of Danielle Harris and a dog interspersed with Brad Dorf crying. 
footage that has no significance to the viewer whatsoever. We know that this character was a kid at some point movie. We saw it in other Halloween movies. Uh, you don't have to show me that for me to understand that Brad Dorf is distraught. Okay? Yes, I know that his daughter's dead. Thank you, movie. I could see that by her dead body over there. And him distraught. I get it. I get it, movie. Do you sure? It's so dumb. Are you sure you get it? Anyway, after that... They should do that in every movie when anybody ever, ever dies. When, when Qui-Gon Jinn... <laughs> gets killed in episode one they show a highlight reel of old footage of liam neeson like behind the scenes footage from schindler's list when he's a young man (laughs) just hanging out on the set in the mess hall (laughs) shit he's just hanging out having a good laugh and a smoke talking to a horse he once knew i don't know if you saw that story in the news yeah (laughs) it was great he remembered a horse <sighs> Whatever. Way Getting more off track. Than this movie. Getting off track on purpose because it is more exciting than this movie. We're moving on. <sighs> so after all that happens, this pretty emotional scene gets ruined by Rob Zombie. Then yeah. go. Then they're like, "Man, we found out where Michael is. We gotta go." No, 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 no. First, and I have to talk about this. Lori stops somebody in the road to oh, get yeah, in a yeah. car, and then Michael shows up, kills that guy, and Lori's in the car. Michael lifts the car. <laughs> he just flips it. <laughs> flips the car the fuck over. Takes Lori. Takes her to a barn in the middle of nowhere. I guess. And that's where the conclusion of our movie occurs. Uh, there's a helicopter. There are snipers. Brad Dorf is there. He has a sniper rifle too. Fuck it. They're trying to get Michael to come out. He won't. Dr. Loomy Doomy shows up. Dr. Loomy sees the broadcast on TV and he's like, Oh, fuck! Michael's back! I suddenly care again. I'm suddenly not an asshole, right? Suddenly. I I didn't buy his uh, revelation that he was being an asshole too much. It it didn't didn't work. They went through such great lengths to make him an asshole. Yeah, like just to sweep it away and like... There's a way to do that where it is character development for him that he realizes, oh shit, I was being shitty. But they go through such great lengths because, again, Rob Zombie can only write shitty characters as maximum shitty and not slightly shitty. Also, it seems weird that, like, Rob Zombie really likes taking his time with shit that doesn't matter and goes through the shit that would matter, like, super quick. That's like very character true. character development and shit like that. All the Speed character story. development stuff is quick. Right. And then there's just more scenes of Halloween Party, Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> uh, Stripper Club, all kinds of just random nonsense. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little ridiculous. I don't, but I don't anyway, like Loomis is there, and he's like, let me go in there. And uh, the sheriff, understandably, is like, Punches him in the face. He's like, fuck you, you motherfucker. You're the reason why my daughter's dead. That was dead. great. That, that was, was fine. Great. I wanted him to just kill Loomis. Right. That would have been actually the best way to end his character arc. He just shows up. He's like, <laughs> like, hey, guys, how can I just shoot him in the head with a revolver? That would have been fine. Uh, which I never thought I would say that about Dr. Loomis, one of my favorite characters in horror fiction from Halloween 1 and 2. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you, Rob. You ruined a good character. Anyway... But eventually Loomis just goes in anyway, and he's like, Michael, stop. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to do. 
He wasn't going to convince Michael of anything. Michael hates Dr. Loomis. Mike, even Michael knows that Dr. Loomis is an asshole in this movie. That he literally sees a billboard earlier and his ghost mom even knows that he's an asshole. <laughs> ghost mom! They go through that much lengths to show that he's an asshole. Yeah. So why give him a redemption arc? That's like he doesn't. He doesn't get a redemption arc because Michael just kills him. And uh, so here's where we get our differences. Between the theatrical cut and the director's cut that we watched. The unrated edition or whatever you fuck you want to call it. It's not like they added any unrated material. I guess we'll go over the theatrical cut first. Uh, Michael kills Loomis in the barn. Uh, Lori, uh, while he's... No, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. While he kills Dr. Loomis, they take the shot to kill Michael. Yeah. Uh, they shoot Michael with the snipers, and Michael falls back on some farm equipment, is stabbed, hurt, falls over. Uh, Lori goes up to him. Uh, and at first she's sympathetic, because at this point she's kind of out of it, and she's like going along with it. She's seeing Ghost Mom, and she's like, okay. And then she's like, I love you, Michael. And then she stabs him a shit ton. Screaming. And screams. Yeah. Uh, takes out her entire rage on him. Uh, walks out of the barn with Michael's mask on. And then collapses on her knees, takes the mask off. And then we uh, go to a stark white room that Lori is in. As uh, Lori's theme from the original Halloween plays. And uh, she is just in, a, I guess, a mental institution. And the movie ends. That's the theatrical cut. The director's cut is worse yeah, or better. What uh, do you think? It's like the same. It doesn't really fucking matter, does it? It really doesn't because neither ending would help the movie. Uh, because they're both, they're both incredibly... Bad? I don't know what the point of them is. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Uh, I'll compare and contrast it with uh, with another movie in this franchise that I th and I think you'll agree with my hypothesis in a minute. But uh, let me let me just say what I will about the director's cut here. Loomis uh, is collapsed outside of the barn by Michael. Uh, and then they shoot the shit out of Michael and kill well, him right before that. Because he, like, throws Loomis, like, out the shed and then follows him out, right? Yeah. And he grabs him, and then Michael says, die. Yeah, Michael speaks. And then stabs him. Yeah, because he's like, Michael, Michael, stop. And he's like, die! And then kills him. Uh, uh... Thanks, Tyler Maine. Anyway, then uh, they shoot the fucking shit out of Michael Myers, just from every angle, and he collapsed dead. I guess. Halloween 5? Uh, 4. Is it four that they do that? Yeah, he falls into the well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's four. I'm you're right, you're right. Oh, no. Oh, that's a reference no one's going to get. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, they did the Halloween 4, everybody shoot Michael thing. Yeah. He falls over dead, although I think they should keep shooting him because he survived getting shot in the fucking face. So maybe he's not dead. Uh, There was some reference to, like, it's time to go home now, Michael, from the mom. Whatever that means. Maybe he has to die for uh, the family to be together again. And then uh, going off of that, 
Lori comes out, holding the knife, starts going towards the maybe dead, maybe unconscious body of Dr. Loomis, and then gets shot herself. Uh, but it's not really clear that she was going after him to kill him. Uh, the cops just fucked up. Uh, it felt like Rob Zombie trying to echo uh, Night of the Living Dead, except there are uh, racial overtones that make that ending powerful. And uh, none here. Nothing none makes at all. ending powerful at all. Nope. And then, uh, and and then, then we, go, we go to the not mental institution, but maybe afterlife of Lori sitting in a room and smiling like, you know, a crazy person. The end. Both of these endings are bad. I think the director's cut is worse and more confounding. Uh, this movie seems to suggest that violence begets violence and there's no cure for it, which right. is annoying as fuck. Allow me to contrast this with another Halloween movie that we watched that is way better than this one. H2O. Both of them feature Laurie Strode prominently... And both of them focus on her psychological trauma After the from the attack of Michael Myers. They handle him completely differently. Uh, you could argue that Halloween 2 is a more realistic approach. But I wouldn't necessarily argue that H2O was an unrealistic approach. Maybe just more time removed. I get it, yeah. From yeah, the yeah. psychosis. But how does Laurie deal with the problem here? By just going crazy? Yeah. In H2O, she beats Michael Myers' ass and attacks the problem head on. I would prefer that because it's more satisfying as an audience to watch. If you want to make a more psychological, surreal horror movie, I get it. But I don't know if you necessarily do it with Halloween. No. I don't know. I, I certainly don't buy just the fact that you've had emotional trauma makes turns you into a crazy person and the, the saga of violence and psychosis continues. I certainly don't buy that. That's almost insulting to my intelligence. You can overcome your demons. Absolutely. Fuck you, Rob Zombie. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, he can't overcome his, just like he's on like a lower level than Alice Cooper. Oh, <laughs> his demons are that he won't ever be as popular as Marilyn Manson. <laughs> ah, fuck you, Bobber Zimbabwe. Man. And I'm not even saying that as a plus for Marilyn Manson. He's I, I find his music pretty lame as well. Yeah, it's mostly lame. So, that's it. Thank God. Now, let's discuss how bad these movies are for a brief period. Almost at the bottom. Almost at the bottom for you? Really close. Uh, well, I would definitely say Halloween is better than Halloween 2. Halloween 2 might be close to the bottom. I still think Resurrection's probably the worst because it yeah. still insults my intelligence even more than this. It does, really. It might be just above Resurrection. I might honestly say that I like 6 and 5 better. I'm, I'm not sure. I do. I'm going to give it a portion of time to stew in my brain, but I think just like, you know, the reason we put Resurrection at the bottom is because it through it, it was an insult to the franchise. And I think this one is as well. That one ruined Lori and how badass she was in H2O, and this one ruins Dr. Loomis. And it also does a whole lot of other shit that's boring and bad and dumb. So, I, I would definitely say it's second worst. Halloween 2. And Halloween 1 is maybe a bit above it. I think Halloween 1 is good enough that it might be better than 6 and 5. 
I Maybe. think it, I it think at it's least brings better than six, worse than five in between them. Okay. Yeah, five you, has you, more you, entertaining you, shit in it. You place five and six differently already. I place six higher than five. Yeah, I place five uh, higher than six because it's more entertaining. Fair enough. We're arguing like twos out of tens here. Yeah, I, right, I, I'm right. not, you know. Uh, so this almost ends our journey through the Halloween movies. We got one more, the new one. And uh, I can safely say that I'm very excited for this one. Uh, especially after watching so many bad ones. I just want a good one. I just want a good one. I just want to enjoy watching Michael Myers again. Good lord. I haven't done it since we watched H2O. Yeah. Oof. It's been a minute. There, there's, you know, out of the ten movies we watched, like... Four of them are great? Four of them are great, and I would recommend watching them. I would half recommend watching Halloween 4. It's fine. But it's nothing you are missing. Yeah. Uh, but after that, I can't recommend a single goddamn one of them. Five is bad. Six is bad. Resurrection is bad. Both Rob Zombie ones are bad. What a mess of a franchise. What an inconsistent mess of a franchise. But it has some of my favorite movies I've ever seen in it. <laughs> Oops. Oh, How man. did that happen? It's because John Carpetman. John Carpetman and uh, half of Nick Rosenthal. Oh, man. <laughs> but the other half made Resurrection. Dark Nick Rosenthal. <laughs> <laughs> he was replaced with the nobody version of Nick Rosenthal oh, no. at some point. Oh, Keep my God. Shit. Uh. All right, so next episode, we spent a lot of time talking about how we know the spooky shit. Boo. Yeah, just like this one, except we'll hopefully be happy. I swear to God, oh, God. if this movie is bad, I swear to God, at least the soundtrack will be good. I know that much for sure. He's yeah, been they... releasing uh, some tracks. John Carpenter's score, good as ever. I've missed John Carpenter's scores. He, he's a master. Yeah, the the Rob, the Rob Zombie rendition of the Halloween theme is Oh, fast. it was pretty bad. And then he uses uh, just licensed songs throughout that don't fit, like yeah. Love Hurts. Ugh. Is that Michael Myers' new theme song, Love Hurts? Get the fuck out of here. It's yeah, the, this rendition of Halloween theme is like you played the Halloween theme and then you decided to scratch your nails on a chalkboard. It was really bad. Yeah. Anyway... That's all for us today. Thanks for coming again. Uh, I can't believe Justin said he loved these movies. What an idiot. What? <laughs> That's Rob bullshit. Rob Zombie's your favorite director. You told me off camera. Off off, off mic. Whatever. There's no camera. <laughs> what? Yeah, you told me. You told me deep in your heart you actually like... You're just gonna, you're just gonna say they're bad just, you know, for the audience. Just for the show. But you actually really like them. No. Like they're your favorite. And no. your favorite Godfather is three, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I, I'll spend a whole hour explaining to you why Godfather 3 is isn't it's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like these Rob Zombie movies. Wait, what? Wait, what? How's it the worst one? Best one. The real enemy is the church. Let me tell you. The real that's That is adjacent to real life. The real enemy is the church, fellas. Sure. I don't even know if that's the entire point of that movie. And let... Let Jeb take everything over. <laughs> oh, bring it back. I've never seen Godfather 3. I'm just fucking around. I, oh, I, it should. could be a masterpiece for all I know. I haven't seen it. Everybody told me to not watch it. Yeah, I was tell everybody not to watch Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh, maybe it's a masterpiece. I don't have any lingering questions from, you know, 
that mo- from Godfather 2, but, you know, maybe Halloween 3 brings it all together. I don't know. I mean, Godfather 3. Oh, God. Oh, God. 